Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Are Milton, a podcast brought to you by the City of Milton. The goal of the podcast is to provide information about all things related to Milton, Wisconsin. I'm Inga Cushman, Administrative Services Director for the City of Milton, and with me today is Mayor Anissa Welch and City Administrator Al Hulick. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, we're excited to talk today about the 2021 budget. It was just approved on December 1st, 2020, which was just a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a long process. One that starts very early in the year, believe it or not. Um, you know, a lot of times we start thinking about next year's budget right after we adopt this year's budget. But uh, you know, our budget process really starts to get into full swing in the summertime and then culminates with an adoption by the Common Council, which we did on Tuesday, December 1st. So now we have a 2021 budget. Good. So what we're going to talk about today are some of the highlights of that 2021 budget. Um, Al, I don't know if you want to start or, or Nisa, if you wanted to start. Yeah, I can kind of go through the, the highlights of it um, um, for folks maybe who haven't seen uh, in the Courier or followed along with the city news. Um, you know, the 2021 budget was uh, was a, a kind of a year unlike any other year. And again, remember, the 2021 budget was created in 2020. So we did this right in the middle of kind of the craziness that is the COVID-19 world and the uncer uncertainty that it has provided. Uh, but uh, when, when adopted on, on Tuesday of this week, on December 1st, uh, this budget is uh, really a, 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 what I consider to be a great budget, especially during these uncertain times. Um, you know, some of the highlights that I think are important to folks uh, who, who, uh, who follow these things or just don't follow these things and just simply pay their tax bill at the end of the year is uh, the city will be collecting less tax dollars actually in 2021 than we did in 2020. Um, so that's uh, our, our levy, as you call it, or as we call it in our world, is actually decreasing. And how that corresponds to the overall budget is, although our expenses are going up only 1% in the entire budget, um, the amount of taxes we're collecting is going down. And that had a residual effect on the tax rate, which is the item that shows up on folks' tax bills. And the tax rate, the city's portion of the tax rate, is actually de decreasing 2%. So that's good news for everybody out there who uh, owns property in the city of Milton. When it comes time to, uh, you know, pay the, the tax bill, the city's portion will be less than it was last year, which is, which is again, good. You know, it was important for us and the council and the mayor to really hold the line as tight as we could. And I feel like we did that, didn't actually surpass that by decreasing taxes. You know, and a lot goes into the, the, the process of the budget, and we don't want to necessarily bore everybody in the first five minutes of this podcast, but, you know, the budget is really a product of what the value of the city is. And fortunately, the city of Milton has been growing at really an unprecedented rate for the last couple of years. We saw another great year for growth in 2019, which is really what makes up the 2020 kind of equalized value. We saw over $27 million worth of new growth this year. In, in 2020, uh, Milton was the second fastest growing uh, city in Rock County. Uh, last year, we were the first. Uh, we were the fastest growing community in Rock County. So we've got our work cut out for us in 2021, but things are looking good in that direction. Uh, and what that means is we saw net new construction of 2.152%, uh, meaning that the city saw new construction in that amount. And that's really important to us on how we set our levy. That's how the state uh, kind of uh, puts together the levy equation. And then the last kind of highlight from the budget process, I guess I would say, is one that we've continued on for the last several years is uh, there's no new tax levy supported debt in this uh, 
in this budget. And that's been a goal of the staff and the council and the mayor for some time now. Um, we really don't want to kick the can down the road to future councils. Anytime you borrow, it costs the taxpayers more money to borrow than it would be to just pay for things. If you think about it from your own personal perspective at home, uh, when you put something on the credit card, uh, there's always interest charges on there. And in our world, there's actually issuance costs that go along with that as well, similar to kind of maybe a mortgage. Um, so we want to try to pay for as much as we can with cash. Um, and uh, having no new borrowing is always a goal for us in order to keep that levy low and that tax rate low. So we're able to do all of that in this budget without reducing any staff or reducing any services. So those are the, it's important. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about the difference between tax levy supported borrowing and maybe borrowing through a TIF district or utilities? Yeah. So when I say new, no new tax levy supported borrowing, what I mean when I say that is that the, the source of funds that would be used to pay that debt would be tax dollars. Um, so there, uh, we, that's, that's the one that we really try to avoid as much as humanly possible. There are other ways to take on debt that isn't supported by directly by tax dollars. And, and you mentioned it in your question, there's TIF increment that can pay for it, or there's utilities that can pay for it. Um, there's also revenue bonds, but we don't generally go into that world either. Um, so it's the tax levy supported borrowing that we really want to stay away from because that hits the taxpayers directly. And that's what we want to remove from the, from the equation if possible. Good. So let's talk a little bit about when in, what went into the budget process. We talked about some of those budget goals that we have already, but let's, let's go over those a little bit more detail, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the Common Council uh, adopted the strategic plan this year, and that's really kind of the framework that we use to make the decisions that, uh, that go into our budget process. What are our vision? What's our goals? What's our mission? And, uh, you know, where do we want to allocate those dollars? And we don't necessarily start every year with a blank slate. Uh, we don't do a zero-sum budgeting process. Uh, but in essence, we kind of always do go back and look at every line item to make sure that it makes sense, not only from the year before, but what we anticipate in the upcoming year. And we try to look at like a three to five-year rolling average, too, to make sure that those allocations are reasonable and in line with what uh, we anticipate. And there's certainly things that we can never anticipate. We can never anticipate a pandemic, a global pandemic in the middle of this. And that had some impacts on our 2020 budget. And we can talk about that later. Uh, and it will have some impacts on our 2021 budget as well. But, you know, the strategic plan is really the framework and how we make those decisions. And we work through that, that process with the council and the mayor and uh, have several budget study sessions. Um, each department head uh, looks at their individual department and then, you know, that kind of feeds up the, through the system. And, uh, you know, we always really want to uh, make sure that, uh, again, we don't look at it as, as a clean slate perspective, uh, but we want to make sure that the numbers that we are using next year make sense and jive with what we have experienced over the last several years. Um, we're fortunate in the sense that we don't do what the state does and adopts a two-year budget, uh, but uh, it's uh, even, even a lot can change in 12 months. So... Yeah, I'm really um, glad that we're talking about the strategic plan and our mission, vision, and values and how that drives our budget process. Um, because uh, maybe some people don't know that we took the time to do a strategic plan during a pandemic and we did it virtually and we engaged the community, 
and a variety of groups of people to contribute to that strategic plan. So when we look at budgets, budgets are about community values. And our strategic plan was a collaboration with so many of our citizens and members of our community. So when we have a budget that's driven by that, we know that we are matching with where our community is at and where they would like to see um, the city of Milton uh, go in the future. So I'm, I was excited that we had so, so many people that were interested in strategic planning. And then when we look at, a at the budget and we can say, this is really a community budget. Uh, and staff uh, work very hard at uh, putting a budget together and presenting it to the council with the mayor. And it is driven by our citizens. And that's what I love about strategic planning and having a whole community that, that loves caring for each other and protecting the services that we provide for everybody and, and being conscious of you know, the financial impact that our decisions make. Yeah, it's a good point. It is, it is a community document. Um, although, you know, the, the staff prepares it, the mayor presents it, and the council approves it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's about more than just the 12 to 20 people that are involved in the creation of it. It's about all the residents uh, making sure that the resources are allocated in a way that they feel are appropriate and match their values. And the strategic planning process uh, really allowed us to do that and, and uh, gave it a greater, greater level of comfort uh, to folks who said, yeah, these are the areas where we want resources allocated. And I think during the strategic planning process, it was pretty clear that community members uh, valued the services that they receive from, from the city, whether that's, um, you know, brush collection at the curb or bulky trash the third collection day of each month. Um, those are things that the community really does value. So having a budget goal of no reductions in service, I think is important for that budget development process. Are there other goals that we had in mind during that budget development process? I think you might yeah, have touched year, on some of them. Yeah, I think we touched on a handful of them. Um, you know, every year we always try to kind of start uh, with the budget process of making sure that first and foremost, we have a balanced budget because we have to legally. Um, and second off, we, we need to apply or we need to adhere to levy limits. Levy limits are the state imposed cap that are placed on municipalities that say this is how much you can collect in taxes. And then, uh, you know, how you allocate those tax dollars are up to the individual municipalities, but this is what you're capped at. We also want to qualify for expenditure restraint, which is another imposed cap placed on the state. Uh, the state through levy limits says this is how much you can collect. And then the state also says, and this is how much you can spend. And that may seem counterintuitive. And in some years, those two concepts are diametrically opposed, but um, it, is, it is two kind of stop gaps that the state has put on place in order to make sure that property taxes are in line with um, you know, what they believe are, is commensurate for service delivery. And then uh, we talked about the other two, we, we never wanna reduce services. Uh, that's never a goal in any budget. And, uh, and we never want to, or, or I shouldn't say never, we always try to not take on levy supported debt. And we've been successful in all of those five categories for the last five or six budgets that we've been through. Um, so we're, we're thankful for that. And we're, uh, you know, it's good to keep kind of keep that at the back of your mind at all times. You know, and there's always an affordability piece to every budget. There are many things that we can do. And I know folks probably on staff and council get sick of 
hearing me say this, but there are many things we could do, but the question comes down to whether we should do them or not. And, uh, you know, we could borrow with levy-supported debt. Legally, we can do that. But it comes down to a question of, should we do that? And is that the right move for the taxpayers? And if we have an alternative funding source or an ability to pay for those, uh, those purchases or that infrastructure in another way, let's investigate those and make sure that we really, uh, you know, leave no stone unturned as to not have that come back in the budget process as a levy-supported item. Yeah, I think that the uh, community has always been very clear that they want the city to practice sound financial management. And we, we're very intentional about that. And that also builds uh, the trust that the city of Milton and local government have with their residents. So they know that even during a pandemic, we are able to provide services, to be innovative and to pivot. Um, and take care of them because that, that was a big challenge of how do we keep our community safe? How do we keep our employees safe? And how do we continue providing the services that everybody really relies on um, for local governments to, pro to provide? So I think over the years, we continue to build that trust and establish relationships throughout the community and um, the council is very aware of that. The you know, as the mayor, I'm very aware of that. And we continue each day to work really hard to provide the services and to be efficient and effective with the tax dollars that citizens trust with us. Definitely. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how our debt level was elevated quite a bit? Um, five or six years ago and how we've really worked to reduce that and maybe where we were and where we're at now? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, going back to the conversation about debt and, and how that uh, plays into the budget process. Um, you know, a lot of folks probably don't realize that uh, about six years ago, um, the city of Milton's debt level was, was extremely elevated uh, to a point that really started to, uh, potentially put the city's financial position in danger. And we were at 82% of our debt capacity. And what that means is um, the state indicates how much uh, a, a municipality can borrow based on its overall equalized value. And we had consumed 82% of that. And that started to put potentially our bond rating in jeopardy and our ability to make future decisions. So um, when I came and, and, the, and Anissa became the mayor six years ago, you know, we really made that a, a very overt and concerted effort to drive that number down. Uh, one, because it has an impact on the taxpayers, as we've talked about a number of times during this uh, discussion. But two, it, again, it really hampers the city's ability to make future decisions. Um, so by not taking on any new levy supported debt for the last six years, we've been able to drive our debt ratio down from 82% to actually we're down to like 44 now. Mm -hmm. And we adopted a debt policy last year uh, with the council that indicated that we shall not ever exceed 50% again, unless there is something that is absolutely necessary. And we certainly intend to keep that promise uh, because it's strong, it's, it's good fiscal management. Again, it goes back to that can versus should. Can we borrow more? Yes, we absolutely can. Obviously at one point we were at 82%, um, but should we borrow more? No, we should not. And we should avoid that at all costs because of the dangerous implications it has and our inability to remain flexible 
and respond to needs as they may come up. Um, and it, it impacts the tax rate. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to the fact that the taxpayers uh, pay more for services or products uh, or equipment or infrastructure than they would have had we done it in a more responsible way. And it's not to say that those decisions in the past were wrong or ill-conceived. Um, it's just a lot was taken on in a very short time. And, uh, um, and, and, and we want to make sure to not repeat that. You know, and I think one of um, the results of us really having a sound, stable fiscal policy and actually uh, enacting that structure uh, that uh, provides guidance about taking on new debt is that um, developers and businesses see that we can invest in our community and we can do it responsibly and they wanna be part of that. You know, that's why we're the second fastest growing city. That's why we were the first fastest growing city last year is because sound fiscal policies and investment within the community draws investors and developers who wanna create their business, exp expand their business here and we see those driving forces every day in the city of Milton. So um, I think those policies have really played an important part in the, the sustainable growth that we've had the past few years. Oh, yeah. I would agree. We could do an entire podcast just on that. Uh, but I agree with you 100%. When you invest in yourself and do it in a fiscally responsible way, uh, that has uh, tremendous implications for other good things in your community as well. I mean, the mm -hmm. picture behind it, behind Inga there shows, you know, a massive investment we made in that side of town to, to help beautify that side of town. And we were able to do that without any new levy supported debt. And uh, now we see vacancy rates um, plummeting. And in fact, are, are zero on, on, on the Parkview side of town. And, um, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that. And municipalities cannot control all variables. But what we can control is is how we how we look and how we invest in ourselves, and that's an area of, of importance to us. I say it often that it is not government's job to ensure all businesses succeed, but it is government's job to create an environment in which businesses can succeed. And investing in yourself and your infrastructure is directly related to that, in my opinion. So one last topic that we wanted to cover related to the budget is the impact the COVID-19 pandemic had on this budget or may have on future budgets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're towards the end of our podcast here and people are probably sick of hearing about the pandemic. So if you're still listening um, and, and you want to hear more about the pandemic and how it affected you at home, uh, this is a good opportunity. You know, 2020 was a crazy year for a lot of people. Um, you know, businesses were closed. Uh, our offices were closed for a while. Um, you know, and, and it changed the way people went about their business, both in the private and the public sector. Um, and one of the ways it directly impacted the 2020 budget uh, was that a lot of things that we thought we would do as staff uh, in terms of training and in terms of certifications and things like that just never happened. Conferences were canceled. Training sessions were canceled. And that may not sound like a lot, but that does add up in a budget, uh, you know, that is predominantly driven by employee uh, by, by salaries and wages. Um, schools were closed, uh, so that had an impact on our crossing guards. That had an impact on our school resource officer in the, uh, in the police department. Um, you know, uh, the splash pad was closed. Um, you know, that had a, 
you know, believe it or not, the city pays for the water at the splash pad. And when the splash pad's not on, the city didn't pay for that water. Um, so, you know, all those things, they're little pieces here and there. Uh, and, uh, you know, they add up. So it, it had an impact on our 2020 budget in the, in the respect that <clears throat> certain things that we anticipated doing, mostly in the staff world, d didn't happen. But other things happened that we didn't anticipate doing. Uh, for example, you know, the school resource officer wasn't in the schools, so therefore that school resource officer was out on the beat. That changed the funding source for that respective person. And when you're in an organization of 36 people, one change like that can have a dramatic impact. So the 2020 budget was really, uh, it didn't change the budget itself, uh, but it changed the allocation of resources within that budget. And uh, we really won't know the true impact of that until probably February or March of next year once we close out the 2020 budget. I think the real impact that we'll see from the pandemic, uh, and again, unknown how long this will go on for, will be in the 2022 budget process. So when we do this podcast next year, uh, we'll have a much clearer picture of really what in the world did this do and how did this, um, how did this kind of ripple through the system. And what we've heard from the state of Wisconsin uh, is that, uh, you know, due to the loss of revenue at the state level from lack of tourism and lack of travel and lack, lack of gas tax, that that, uh, that decrease in revenue will likely impact local municipalities in the 2022 budget cycle. So we had some challenges this year, but we certainly uh, foresee some rather, rather large challenges as we have this conversation next year. And it will be due directly due to the pandemic. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that um, as a local government, um, we have to be prepared for. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's prepared for a pandemic, but when you have a history of solid uh, financial decisions and you're in a good place, then as a municipality, you're able to adapt and innovate and you're able to navigate uncertainty better than um, if you're, you're not making sound financial decisions. So it's going to be challenging for us, for sure. But I'm also confident in our abilities to meet those challenges and continue to provide the services that the citizens expect from us. Um, we have great staff and we have um, the ability to think very intentionally very thoughtfully about the decisions we make today and how they impact the future and to really just steady ourselves to adapt when we're required to. So um, I wanna assure our residents that we're gonna meet every challenge that comes our way, like we always have. Uh, we'll meet it head on and we'll take care of business. And you know, the most important thing for everybody right now, the budget is hugely important and impactful. We want everybody to stay safe and healthy. We want your children, your husbands, your wives, your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, we want everybody in the community to stay safe and to do the things that we know help us stay healthy, which is, you know, I'm going to talk about it, you know, wear your mask. Don't go out when you, if you don't need to, keep that physical distance, uh, wash your hands. Going into the winter months and the next two months is going to be really hard on us and we all really need to just stick together and be even more vigilant about our health and the health of our neighbors and our families. Thank you. So is there anything else that either of you want to talk about related to the budget? 
or any other city news? No, I think, uh, you know, we really hit the budget hard and that's good because <laughs> it is the most important document that uh, goes through our process every single year. But I, I, I echo the mayor's comments. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, when you are faced with adversity, um, sometimes the, the way you respond to that is, is predicated on what you've done to prepare yourself for it. And although you can never prepare for this and nobody could prepare for this, the decisions we made in the past to put us in, in sound financial foot, uh, a sound financial setting allowed us to, to take these challenges head on in a more um, in a more strategic way. Um, had we still been at that elevated debt level and we were struggling with our tax rate and you know really trying to just kind of stay above water, this could have been crippling. Uh, but decisions are oftentimes layered. And when you are faced with adversity, uh, the path forward um, sometimes was started years before when you didn't even know you were doing it. But that's why it's always important to look forward, try to anticipate challenges, um, and, and put yourself in a situation so you're not scrambling uh, if and when those things may come. Because, uh, you know, if it wasn't a pandemic, it, it could have, you know, I don't want to you know, jinx anything, but there could be other natural disasters that could occur that we would, you know, we need to be in a good place to help respond to. And, uh, you know, we're, we're there. And that's why I agree with the, the mayor 100%. We will face all these challenges, irrespective of how long the pandemic rages on for. We are in a position to continue to move forward and find success. Great. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to thank you both for joining us today and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of We Are Milton. Our podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Facebook, and we post a video version on YouTube as well. So until next time. We are Milton. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, everybody.